0: Professionals of Professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Live. your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis. Thank you, Con. Hey, welcome to another edition of Lewis Howard Live. We are broadcasting around the world, reaching you one ear at a time, times two, and hoping you become the best version of yourself. Thank you for being part of the conversation. And if you are new to the show, welcome. And thank you for joining in on what we try to keep as something fresh, creative, innovative, and something you can live on for the next 10 years. And uh, hopefully that... Out of that, you get a thought, an idea, a concept that works. And as I always say, sharing is caring. Don't forget to share the show with other people. You can always email us and reach us out on the various social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and, of course, Facebook. Hey, today we're going to talk about staying steady in unsteady times. Would you agree that we have a bit of unsteadiness going on in our world. This pandemic, as I've been talking about on the show, has been impacting everyone. I don't believe that there's a person who can honestly say that they have not been impacted by this pandemic in some small, medium, or large way. It's not left anybody out, black, white, rich, poor, tall, short, happy, or angry. Everybody's gotten an opportunity to participate in this one. And anytime that occurs, it will affect you. One of the challenges that I have talked to people about lately is people that are in denial. People that are trying to pretend like they are not impacted by the pandemic. That They are going along as normal. I'm dressing normal. I'm eating normal. I'm talking normal. So I'm normal. But we are far from normal when you have people continually becoming positive from this pandemic and people still losing their lives. So how does one feel normal in that? It's simple. It hasn't affected them. See, it's easy if nothing affects you and it's not impacting you on a day in and day out basis, then it's easy for you to say, well, my life is normal. I can continue to go on. But the minute that you face somebody that's been tested positive or have even lost a family member or relative or friend, then, you know, this is real. This struggle Is very real. And so it will attack your steadiness. It will attack your mental steadiness, your emotional steadiness, and for some, relationship steadiness, and it'll attack your financial steadiness. And the fact that you pretend that it's not going on does not lessen the impact. If you walk outside and it is raining and it's pouring down and you say to yourself and the people around you, it's not raining. It is just not raining. Well, that's not going to stop you from getting wet. You're going to still get wet, denial and all. So many are getting wet and yet they're in denial that this is somehow impacting them or that they need some kind of response to this. I know people that refuse to wear masks, still. I know people that are still refusing to social distance, still. I know people that are refusing to stop partying like it's 1999, still. They are gathering in large groups. They're sitting around unprotected. First started out, you saw sanitizer all over. Now you only see sanitizing stuff where they need to. So all of a sudden they're saying doesn't impact me. Commuters, traffic, suddenly saying I'm not impacted. I can go. And yet we're seeing accidents increase. We're seeing road rage increase. Okay, we're seeing trauma and drama with vehicles increase. That's due to something. So you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself and realize that Yes, it is impacting us, and I do have to find a way to stay steady in unsteady times. That's what we're going to talk about today. How do you stay steady in unsteady times? How do you stay steady when other people are in denial? How do you stay steady when other people are engaging in behavior that you know is counterintuitive to the cause? How do you stay steady with them? Can't jump in everybody's face. I know people that are taking that on. I call them the mask police. They've decided it's their job to tell everyone how they're going to wear the mask. Okay? And that may not work out well for them if they get the wrong person. But that's not their job. But they're taking it on because they feel like that's their way of handling and responding to the situation. Experience has taught me that good things are happening all the time. Even with what's going on, good things are still going on. Look at the stock market. Our stock market is blowing up. Look at Tesla stock. It's about to hit $2,000 a share. Amazon is about to hit over $3,000 a share. It's going to split. That's in the middle of a pandemic, an election year for those companies economically good things have happened. I know people that have started new businesses. I know people that have restructured their business that they're actually more profitable because of this. So those people found a way to say, we're going to stay steady in unsteady times. We're not going to be in denial, but we're going to have a response that keeps us steady. Everybody has a backstory, right? Whenever you're looking at a movie or you're reading a book, Usually movies, you you know, you the, the director will try to give you a little bit of the backstory so that you understand kind of the flow of the script. Right? Our lives have a backstory to them. You didn't just get put where you are, you came from someplace, right? You are the descendant of a family, of a culture, a model, a way of living, and a way of thinking. Gifts, talents, and abilities. And believe it or not, you have something uniquely and you are distinctively qualified to accomplish. Even in the middle of a pandemic, even in the middle of crisis, even in the middle of unsteadiness, you got something you can uniquely do. There are people launching new businesses as a result of this, new ideas, new concepts. Kids are having to redesign the way they get educated right? All of a sudden, we're going to have kids sitting in front of televisions instead of classrooms and teachers teaching, right? All of these are new things that are happening as a result of this. The plexiglass companies must be making billions for as much plexiglass as they've been selling to everybody. Everywhere you go, there is plexiglass. There wasn't that six months ago. And so new things are coming out of this. And so you sort of have this crossroads of life that you you get in in these kinds of things is, how do I see life? Am I going to see life from an unsteady perspective? I'm afraid to leave my house and whatever's going on. Or am I going to see it as a steady perspective? I'm going to get out. I'm going to be wise. I'm going to be cautious, but I'm going to move forward. So we're going to talk about that today and and maybe some ideas that, you know, help you kind of achieve that Steadiness. You have to have the ability to remain stable and fix why other things are changing. Life is full of bandwagon people and bandwagon people. is They just jump on the latest and greatest happenings. Right. Whatever bandwagon, you know, in sports, they have bandwagon fans and bandwagon fans are generally referred to as someone who wasn't watching the team at all doing the first part of the season. But suddenly the team started winning and they jumped on the bandwagon. And now they're all in for their team. But the minute that that team takes a step backwards and starts to lose, they're off that bandwagon and they're on to another bandwagon. Okay? We know just people that every time something new comes on, they got to have it. If it's a purse, a car, or a device that comes out, they got to have it. They got to have it first. Right? They got to be on that bandwagon. They got to get the new thing, the latest things. I personally don't feel like I need to upgrade every time something new comes to the market, right? Especially if what I have is functioning the way I need for it to function, I don't need to keep changing. Why? Because every time I change a phone, it creates unsteadiness because I got to transfer my contacts and I got to learn how this phone works and I'm in the middle of taking eight phone calls and I'm trying to figure out how the phone works and it's just it's just a problem it takes me about a month or two to adjust to having the phone so I don't want to quickly give up a phone that I know how to operate with for someone that may be cooler and faster and greater but I'm not sure how to operate it with and it's going to cause a disruption to my flow some people just love to do that. And they go, and they buy, and then after a while, they're not even using the phone, they're not wearing the purse, they're not even driving the car, it's just kind of sitting there, okay? There are people's garages that don't even hold vehicles anymore that is full of stuff that they had to have, right? They had to have the Peloton bike, but they rode it three times, and now it's in the garage, okay? They had to have the coolest set of pots and pans, but they don't even cook anymore, so they're just in the shelf. Okay. This happens a lot to people, but they just feel like I got to be on the latest. I got to get TikTok. I got to get the latest. What's the latest app? I got to have it. I got to have it. Right. And they haven't even figured out how to really use the apps that they have. You know, your average phone has got, I don't know, my phone's probably got 50 plus apps on there. I probably use two. Okay. But I got to have all 50 because it sounds good. Ooh, this looks fun. Ooh, let me download that. Ooh, let me get that one. Right. We always have that. And advertisers know this about us, especially Americans, maybe not so much in the rest of the world. But in America, they know you got to have it. And so what advertisers do is they breed what's called discontent with what you already have. You ever heard an advertiser say something like, is your computer running slow? Are you missing out on great opportunities because you can't upload things fast enough? then you need to upgrade to our product and your life will be much better buy our product for 1999 and you will be able to keep up with the world until technology changes and we're going to have to sell you something else right you ever heard those they come on all the time telling you drink my beverage right and you can last all day okay now kids do this but we expect kids to be like that cuz they're kids they're still figuring it out, but by the time you are thirty, you ought to be able to have figured this out and not stop changing dresses every five minutes. You don't need a new car every six months. So we have to find ways in our life to say, "I know somebody that quits a job every six months. Just get a new job. Nothing went wrong in the job. I just I need a new thing. I need something new to do." What was wrong with the current job? Nothing. I just need something new. Okay. Can't be steady if you're constantly doing those kinds of things. So we're just going to talk about a couple of things, I think, today that'll help you be steady. So stay with us. We're going to take a quick break and come right back and jump into staying steady in unsteady times. You're listening to Lewis Howard Live. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, thank you for joining. I'm Lewis Howard. If you're just joining the show, we are talking about staying steady in unsteady times. And while I'm doing that, let me give a credit shout out to none other than Tim Story, one of my mentors. I mean, this guy's been influenced me for 30 years. He's got a book out called Staying Steady in Unsteady Times, which is in part where I got the idea from the show. So Tim, thank you if you're listening. I appreciate the uh, the inspiration to do the show and uh, encourage you to get his book. I mean, he's a life coach to the stars, uh, a pastor, a leader. I mean, this guy has touched it all. He used to be the chaplain for the Oakland Raiders, and uh, he's been influenced, and he influenced Robert Downey Jr. before he became Iron Man and uh, helped Rob, uh, helped him through some uh, tough challenges as well as other people. He's good friends with Smokey Robinson, and uh, you may have seen him on the Oprah Winfrey Show. And she loves him and she's always wanted him on the show. Uh, He's nicknamed the comeback coach. So, anyway, thank you, Tim, for giving a a little inspiration to uh, a small guy from Seattle. And I appreciate that. So, we're talking about steady and unsteady times. And before going to break, I was just saying as an adult, you got to figure it out. By the time you get a certain age, you got to figure out what your role is in life, what tools and resources. And what people do I need to support my success? You got to figure that out. You shouldn't be at age 40 trying to figure this out. You shouldn't be at age 50 having a midlife crisis because you can't figure out what you want to be when you grow up. You got to figure it out. You can't keep changing horses in the middle of the race. Pick a horse. Let's go to the finish line. And yet people live just like that. They break up marriages, businesses, And they go into crisis. They had a good business partner. They had a good spouse, and things didn't go well. It wasn't perfect. Now they broke the whole thing up, and they're running around like they're 25 and single again. Not happening. Okay? It doesn't look good when you're 55 at the bar. Just saying. Okay? You don't want to be the old guy at the bar because you can't figure things out. I see every day. People who are walking down the street that looks as lost as a goose in a hailstorm. You can just tell they ain't figured it out. Now they'll try to, they'll try to fake it because in America we're good at faking it. They'll try to fake it on their social media. They'll try to fake it in their conversation. But anybody that has a good ear like I do, you hear right between it. I was talking to one of our agents and you know, she had a problem with a deal, and but she's one of those type people. Is that she's good at like making you think she knows what she's talking about when she doesn't. But she couldn't pull it over on me because I just kept peppering her questions, and I finally figured out you know what you're talking about. Okay, let's go this way, right? But she could have like intimidated me into believing that she knew. This is what people do. They will try to intimidate you into believing that they know far more that they got their life together than they really don't. They just really don't. And when I used to date, you know, on a regular basis, it used to hack me off when one would ask me 30 questions about what I do, what I make and where I live and all these different things. Right. And then I'm like answering all the questions. And then you would get into her life and you go, really? I just answered all those questions for you. And this is how you live. Really? Okay, so I've learned don't answer the question. People start asking you those questions and trying to qualify you like you are a burger on a menu at McDonald's. You have to just say, you know what? That's not how I build relationships. Let's get to know each other. Let's spend some time hanging out with friends, and let's kind of build this up. But I'm not gonna feel like I need to be put on the defense for someone that ain't got it together either. Okay. I know we're all trying, and I don't fault anybody. Hey, you got to get a come up. You got to get your opportunity. But don't come out there like you got it all together, and then somebody comes in your life, and they realize you don't have it all together, and then they're trying to find the exit door. All right, I went off on that ramp. Okay, so steady, what does steady means? Steady means to be firmly fixed, supported, or balanced. Not shaking or moving. Steady. I used to be this term called steady Eddie. And I was referring to a guy that went to work, came home, got paid on the 15th and the 31st. You knew where he was every Friday. He was steady. Okay. Uh, there is a place in life for steady people. Okay. Everybody can't be cray cray. Right. Everybody can't be off the hook. Somebody needs to be at home taking care of the children, taking care of the business, taking care of the life. I have a friend and she works, she's one of our partners in our business, one of our brokerages uh, that I'm a part of. And she is as steady as a person comes. She works 60 hours a week. She's been at the organizations for 14 years. She's the first person in, the last person out. She's just steady. You know she takes lunch at the same time Every day, she doesn't deviate. You know when she's in, you know when she's out, she's steady. So shout out to Christy, Christy Webster. I really appreciate your steadiness to help us have content for this show. You are a great example of steadiness. And we really need that in our culture. Yes, it's boring to some people. No, it's not very exciting. But how would you like it if your bank moved every day? You don't put your money in the bank and you go up and your bank is closed. It's not open. It's a move. It's not steady. Would you keep your money there? You probably would not. You would probably keep your money in an institution that is steady. If your bank was having scandals every week on the news, would you keep your money there? You probably would not. OK, same thing in life. You ask people to come and be a part of your life, but you're not steady. You're not steady. And then you wonder why people don't want to hang around you because you're not steady. Steady people don't like being around unsteady people because they're concerned that your unsteadiness might get on me. And all of a sudden now I become unsteady in my life, right? And some people just, they make a life of being unsteady. They They are the perpetual, what I call channel surfers. You ever been around these people, right? They can't make, they can't pick a channel and stay on. They're constantly, click, 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 click. They just constantly, they just, they just constantly moving. They can't stay on a music station. They're constantly changing. They got 200 stations on Pandora or XM or Sirius, and they got to check them all out. So there's no continuity to them. There's no steadiness to them, right? You got to have a little bit of rock steady to your Life. You can still have movement, but you do need to have steady. Look, I'm a coffee guy. Anybody knows me. On most Zooms and Teams that you see me on, I usually have a cup of the Sirens coffee in front of me. I'm not promoting them on my show because they don't pay me. But you know the Sirens, right? So I go and I want my favorite cup of coffee every morning, and it's the same one. I don't change. Occasionally, I'll change different type of drinks, but usually I'm pretty safe. I don't want them experimenting with my coffee. I want to get the same cup of coffee. Why? Because my coffee sometimes helps me keep steady for my day. And I know when they mess up my coffee, and it just irritates me. And I'm going, ugh, they messed up the coffee today, right? Now, it's not the end of the world. I'm fine. I can go to get another one. But... At nine o'clock in the morning when I'm sitting on the my team meeting and I drink that thing and I, it either goes down good or I say, man, they messed up my coffee. Now my day is a little bit unsteady because I'm preoccupied with why did they mess up my coffee? Small example, but your day, I had one of those days where a little change in schedule can make your whole day unsteady. Getting the wrong person in your life can make your day unsteady unsteady. This pandemic has made people's lives unsteady because we still don't have a guaranteed vaccine. We still don't have an end date. We still are not in phase three in some cities and states around the United States. We're sitting at one and a half, two and a half, depending on what your city does. So we're still not fully back. We're still in sort of a suspended state that's creating Unsteady there are people on furlough that don't know if they're going to be hired back they're unsteady, so you've got to fight for that in your mind to become steady. One of my best examples of steadiness is the redwood trees and those that don't know uh, California and part of Oregon has some of the best redwood trees in the world. The redwood tree. Uh, can get to heights of about 300 feet. Can you imagine that? 300 feet. That's pretty tall for, for a tree. They're so tall that their tops are out of sight. You can't even see the top of the tree. The tallest one of all of a redwood is a towering beauty by the name of Hi- Hyperon. It was discovered in 2006. This giant of a tree stands three. Hundred and eighty feet tall. I can't even imagine that. That is just amazing. And the only way you see the top is you actually have to fly over the tree. There's no way that these ancient trees could achieve those heights if they were being uprooted and transplanted every year. Wouldn't happen. It would shock the root system, and they wouldn't be able to adjust maybe to the new soil, a new client, and they probably wouldn't get to be 380 feet. Success doesn't just happen. I'm not sure why our culture gets that. If I get a Facebook page and I got one follower, somehow I'm successful. It just doesn't work that way. If you're constantly changing and moving around every five minutes, it's hard to create success. It's hard to do that, right? These trees are steady. These trees, the redwood trees, have survived thousands of years of wars Recessions, hurricanes, earthquakes, and disasters. And as a living organism, it keeps on growing. Your life is far more valuable than a redwood tree. But you can't reach your highest heights without finding something or someone steady to hold onto. You need to have a steady ground underneath you. No one would buy a house without a steady foundation. That's a a recipe for disaster waiting to happen. No one would buy a vehicle without steady wheels on them. You ever had a car that the alignment is off? Just not steady, right? You need steadiness, and yet that's not what people... Well, I think what people do is they want it in other people, but they don't always provide it in themselves, Usually when somebody is seeking a relationship, they not, they're not looking for somebody crazy. They're not saying, I want you to be as unpredictable and crazy and unfaithful as you can be. No, they're usually looking for somebody that is trustworthy, that is stable, right? Steady. We are usually looking for that. But are we that as well? So if you're going to ask that in somebody, you got to also be that in your So if you're going to ask a company to hire to be a steady organization that employs you and pays you, then your obligation is to be a steady employee. Show up early, leave late, invest the time, bring ideas. You can't ask the company to be steady when you're not steady, when you're late, when you're flaking out, when you're not completing assignments. Okay, that's not going to match. So you got to be what you're asking people to be In life. All right, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we'll jump into the final takeaways for staying steady in unsteady times. You've joined Lewis Howard Live. Stay with us. Give a shout out to our sponsors. And we'll be right back after these massages. The Millionaire Club Charity is one of Seattle's oldest existing charities. In addition to job placement and employment services, the Millionaire Club provides job training and licensing to help workers become qualified and job ready, from nutritious meals and sack lunches to housing assistance to stabilize their lives. Despite its name, the donors to the Millionaire Club are ordinary citizens with a desire and passion to help fellow citizens overcome the barriers of employment and housing. For more information, call 206-728-JOBS. Or go to MillionaireClub.org. Hey, you've joined Lewis Howard Live, and uh, I keep forgetting to mention this. Hey, we become one of the top-rated shows on blog top in the world. So we have hit uh, top tier, and I uh, couldn't have done that without you. And uh, we appreciate the support that uh, every listener, past, present, and in the future, has brought to the show. We're talking today about staying steady in unsteady times. What does that look like? What does that feel like? Why do I need to be steady, right? Why do I need to be rooted and planted? Well, because that's how flourishing happens. We were talking about the trees, the redwood trees in the last segment, how they flourish to 380 feet because they are steady. They are planted. And so we want to give you some light bulb moments, I think, from uh, steadiness and a few quotes and uh, takeaways uh, from the show today. Uh, Here's one. This is from Alexander Graham Bell. And for maybe those of the younger generation don't know who that is, this person is the reason why you have a smartphone. It is the reason why you have a telephone, because Alexander Graham Bell created the telephone. So he may be old school, but if it wasn't for old school, You wouldn't have New School on your device. So Alexander Graham Bell says the most successful people in the end are those whose success is the result of steadiness. Aren't you glad that Alexander Graham Bell was steady in creating the telephone so you can FaceTime, yak it up, and benefit from all the technology that has come the hundreds of years later I'm sure he would be amazed if he were alive today to see what he created and what it's turned into, what his steadiness did to change a world. Another quote says, success is a slow, steady progress. It takes 20 years to become an overnight success. Isn't that amazing? 20 years to become an overnight success. What is that saying? The reality is there is no such thing as an overnight success. Even the person who won the lottery, right, who we think is an overnight success and suddenly become wealthy, folks, they've been playing those lotteries for years. They didn't just go in there. That wasn't their first day putting the money in the slot or buying the ticket and suddenly walked away with $200 million. Now, many of those people have been playing lotteries every day for 10, 15, 20 years right? People that are building business. I, I love songwriters. Songwriters is one of the ways that we see. We think that somebody just sat in a studio and uh, Will I Am or Snoop or Future or, you know, whoever your favorite artist is and they just turned that out yesterday and now it's a hit today. Now, it probably took a long time. In fact, a lot of times these songs they wrote years and years ago and they couldn't publish them because it didn't fit the mold of what the producer was trying to accomplish with them. And then after they became big, they were able to rewrite or reproduce these songs. We find it a lot when artists pass away. And we find that they have a treasure trove of unreleased songs. We saw that with Prince. We saw that with Michael Jackson. We saw that with Elvis. So, to, you know, three of the biggest names we see where people have unreleased recordings that they wrote years ago. So the answer is steadiness is valuable because there's no such thing as an overnight success. So light bulb moment is failures. To remain stable and fix, you must be willing to fall. OK, that's I think is a real challenge with our culture today because nobody likes to fall. Nobody likes to fail. Nobody likes to admit that they failed at anything. As I said in a previous show, when people fail, usually they will try to find someone else to take responsibility for their own failure. If they didn't raise their kids right, they will blame the education system, right? If they didn't When at their professions, they will blame the economic system. But you have to be willing to fail. All entrepreneurs understand this, that failure is the road to success. Many great leaders like Henry Ford, who created the automobile assembly line. Steve Jobs, you know, created Apple. And great actresses like Julie Andrews talk about success through failing. Thomas Edison, another great inventor, is the reason why you have lights on in your house, the reason why you can see incandescent light bulbs. Thomas Edison was the creator of that. However, Thomas Edison failed 900 times to create that light bulb. Imagine had he got to 899 times and he quit and he gave up and he no longer wanted to be steady in that endeavor, we probably wouldn't have the light bulb. We'd probably still be burning gas or some other form of lighting. But because he stayed with it, he stayed steady, and he got past number 900, we are able to enjoy the light bulb. And when asked about it, Edison simply said, I just found 900 ways that didn't work. What a perspective. How many of us would look at that as far as relationships go, business go, opportunities go, and you have failure. Our culture penalizes us pretty heavy with failure. It's as if you're not supposed to fail. But when you study history and you study great men and women, they all fail. Most billionaires failed in business between four and six times, depending on, you know, what they disclose, Steve Jobs, he created Apple. He got fired from his own company that he created, kicked out, Fail. That would be a failure, folks. If you create something and you get kicked out of it, that, that's called failure. And he goes and creates another company called Nexus. And then Apple started to fail. And so they brought him back. And the rest was history up until his passing several years ago. But you have to be willing to face failure. Our culture has an issue with this. Here's how I know this. Because our culture, especially on social media, is very quick to point out other people's failures. Right? Read people's posts. Most of the time, they're pointing out some other political party, some other economic, some other person, some other thing about their failures, their mistakes, and their proclivities. Okay? They're quick to do that. But when's the last time you saw anybody post on their social media about their own failure? Okay, About what they did wrong, what they missed. No, they don't do that because nobody wants to expose their own failures. But I'd rather be around someone who's had failures than somebody that's never had a failure. Those kind of people scare me. And the reason why is that if you're around somebody that's never had a failure and never had a problem, they expect everything to be perfect. And the minute that something goes wrong, they're going to have a meltdown. It is not going to be well with them because they're not used to failure. Look, Mike Tyson quit boxing because he had never been knocked down. Buster Douglas in 1991 knocked him down. He had never been knocked down on a canvas. He didn't even know what that was like. He didn't understand the failure of that. Got up and he says, I'm done. I'm done. I got knocked down. You have to get used to getting knocked down. Horse riders know you've got to get used to getting knocked off that horse so that you feel comfortable getting back up on it. Right. I write hundreds of posts and sometimes my posts are failures. I know they're failures because they don't get much attention or traction. Right. And so I keep, you know, refining my process. So when I want to post something, I know I have a set number of posts that I want to accomplish with it. And when I don't, I meant, okay, that was not a good one. Right. If I have a bad idea, I'm quick to say, hey, that was a bad idea. And it's actually healthy when you can say, hey, I missed that. Or, hey, I caused that accident. When's the last time you heard somebody say they are at fault for an accident that they caused? Never. Never. Okay? We just don't like to deal with the failures. And I believe that if you can't deal with failures as a person, I don't think you can handle success. Because failures is the foundation of success. Um, Rich people don't tell you that. Right. Because they don't really want to talk about it after they get there. But I've talked to a lot of wealthy people and they'll say, hey, I fail. I don't want people to know that. But I failed in my marriage. I fail with my children. Okay, A lot of wealthy people fail with their children. They got successful businesses, but the kids can't stand them. Okay, That's a failure. Right. So everybody has it. It's just a matter of what do you want to do with it. But to try to deny that you have failed or somehow failure doesn't matter to you or somehow you are above the afraid, Time will come get you. Time will come get you. And eventually you'll have a gigantic failure that you can't get out of because you probably should have admit the previous failures would have made getting out of this thing uh, easier. So failure is the road to success. Number two is success takes time. Right. Progress can be slow right when you're making something good i i love to cook and my best meals are the slowest meals they just take forever right the prep time the cook time the wait time the you know i have a what's called a sous vide and it's great cuz i don't have to do anything that put it in there but it takes time but to have the good meal like i made last week for someone i made these texas style Uh, ribs, and they were great, but it took me eight to 10 hours to do that. So when you're trying to make something great, sometimes you want it to be slow. I don't want to get on an airplane that somebody made in 30 days, okay? There's no way I want to ride that plane. I want to know that they took their time and walked through that plane every inch, every bolt, everything is Tighten down. Why? Cause I can't. You get up thirty thousand feet and you're in an unsteady plane. Lights out. So there are there there are things and places in your life you want it slow. You don't want it quick. If I go to a, a, a restaurant and order a meal and before the service to the window, the meal is already back to me. I'm gonna immediately have concerns. I love speed, but I don't want it that fast. Right. So there's certain things I want steady. I want to take time. So in our digital age, everything is at the speed of light. Uh, in, in a moment, I could be talking to somebody around the world. But in actuality, to try, travel to that same place, take me hours. Will take me 13, 14, 15, 16 hours if I want to go to South Africa. That's a long hike when I could pick up a phone in an instant and I got a mobile phone. Okay. well, we fall in love with that and we want everything to be like we can do on our device. I can just instantly download. I can instantly have Uber Eats. I can instantly get an Uber car. I can instantly find a bike to ride if I want to be on the beach. Instant, 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 instant. And when you train your mind that way, you resist things that are slow and you start calling it old school. You start calling it dated. You start calling it out of touch. It's not out of touch. You are. Because you've put your life on the fast track. Everything is 0 to 100 in 2.8 seconds with you, and you can't slow down. And you know what happens to people that do that? They make a lot of mistakes. They make a lot of mistakes, right? I watch people when they're bagging uh, groceries or cashiers and they're trying to do it in 10 seconds flat. They always miss something. They didn't notice that the machine was out of receipts or they, they missed an item or they missed something because they were trying to do it at the speed of the light because the culture tells you somehow the fastest that you can do it, the more successful you can be. It's not true. It's not true. It may be true for some things. I think the race to technology is like that. The quicker you can bring some a product to market, you can certainly benefit. But the product's got to be right. You can't rush a product to market and then it has a bad review and bad uh, uh, following. That's not going to work. Okay, you got there first, but your product's bad. The race in life is not to the swift. The race in life is to those who can endure and stay steady to the end. Ask the marathon runners. Ask the Marathoners. Ask the Kenyans. They are some of the best marathon runners on the planet. They know this game like the back of their hand. They don't care who starts out ahead at the beginning of that marathon. Everybody knows one thing. The Kenyans are coming because they train for a certain point in that race where all of a sudden they kick it into another gear. They don't do it out the gate. Right? Most of the people that started out the gate, they already fried by the time the Kenyans kick into the third gear and they take it home. Right? Because it's not to the swift, it's not to who gets there fastest. And that's a lie that, that our culture is teaching us. And you got to have a balance. Something should be quick. I, you look, when I, sometimes when I want to get service, I don't want it to take eight hours. There are certain grocery lines I don't go into because I look at the, the the cashier and I said this person is slow. I'm not getting in that line. Okay, I'm going to self checkout or a shorter line. Okay, so there's some things we all want quicker, but you can't have everything quick because good things take time, right? Good things are not cheap, and cheap things are not always good. You got to have a balance between that. Patience and endurance is another one is you got to have patience and endurance. I'm learning in life now that I've got to be more patient. I used to be very impatient, and I believe it was tied toward my instability and unsteadiness that I had in life. I just was impatient. If something didn't look like it was going to work out, I bounced it quickly, right? I did it to people. I would bounce them out of my life. Don't have any patience with that. I don't want to contend with that. I don't want to wait on that. And I realized by doing that I was missing out on opportunities and I was also missing out on growth because I wasn't staying into something long enough to let it develop me and mature me and give me enough endurance to sort of stay in something so that I can gain some experience and be able to do what I'm doing today. The reason why I can know what I know today like a Google machine was because of the patience and endurance I have spent over 20, 25 years studying and learning success and life and money and business and all these different things. And many times I didn't make a lot of money while I was learning but you are benefiting from the great minds that, I've, that I learned from that I was patient and endured being around them. And some of them were not very easy to be around, but I endured it so I have the opportunity many years later to be able to do what I'm able to do for you. So endurance and patience is part of having steadiness, right? Um, most uh, studies have found with regard to traffic accidents, minor traffic accident is the result of two things. One, people who are distracted. Number two, people who are in a hurry. They're in a rush. They're trying to get from point A to point B too fast. They're not paying attention to the little things. And maybe on top of that, they're distracted because they're on the phone, or they're texting, or doing something else, and bam, got an accident. Because you didn't want to take your time. You didn't want to slow down five miles an hour or 10 miles an hour. And you're gonna get there at the same time, probably. But now you've created an accident because you got in a hurry, you weren't patient, and you didn't want to or the traffic. So you start road raging, everybody telling everybody they're number one, driving in the HOV lane, right? Just doing all kind of craziness that that we see when people get impatient and when they and they come they come unhinged, uh, 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 so to speak. All right, last one today is you got to take. Charge of time. If you want to be a steady person, you have to have authority over time. In life, either time has authority over you or you have authority over time. And there's two types of time. Most people are not aware of this because they don't spend time studying these kinds of things. But there's two types of time that we deal with. One is called chronological time. That's what most of us deal with, right? That's the clock the wall, the hour, the minute, the second. But that was created time. The Greeks created that time to measure time, right? So it's a standard by which we live by. But there's another kind of time that is referred to sort of as a now time, sort of as a eternal time. Uh, It's called Kairos time. And it's a time that doesn't conform to chronological time. It's a different type of time. And so I invite you to study. Just go and you know study chronological time versus Kairos time. And you'll see the difference in how those times operate. Because Kairos time is controlled by events. The Jewish calendar operates on Kairos time. It doesn't operate on chronological time. Right? So, for example, the new moon in Jewish calendars up here, differently every month. It's not on the same day because they don't use chronological time. Most of our lives, 90, I'd say 95% of people's lives are driven by eight to five, right? Deadlines. So for me, once I became aware of that, right? Then if you were trying to get me to buy something today, buy it now, do it now. Most time I'm not paying attention to that. Because I already know there's going to be another opportunity at some point down the road. But most people are suckers for it's the last one, the last sale of the day. It's the end of the year. It's Black Friday. You got to get it now or it will never be here again. And people fall for it. Retailers know that, right? Because they're controlling you by time. They're telling you you have the set amount of time and you must take action within that time if you want to benefit from that product. They're controlling you. They're telling you what to do. You can't stay steady if everybody's controlling your time right? You're only one person. You can't be 100 places at one time. I don't care how many smartphones you have. You cannot do 100 things at one time and do them all well. So at some point, you've got to take control of your time. And the truth of the matter is, you have more time than you realize. You really do. You have to just stop and take control of it. And I find that I have more time than I realize. I actually can make time. I actually can make more time. Right, which is absolutely an amazing thing to do. So, I'm not controlled by a clock that says, uh, you, Lewis, you better be here at five o'clock or the world's gonna end. I'll show up at 501 on purpose, right? Just to let time and people know I'm not controlled by deadlines, I'm not controlled by no's associated with time, and I'm not controlled by expiration dates, right? I learned this dealing with creditors, right? It was probably where my first lesson in testing you know, time and make it more time. Because I would have a creditor thread me that says, if you don't pay us by five o'clock today, we're going to come and we're going to do this, that, and the other. Right? And I would tell him, I said, well, first of all, that ain't happening at five o'clock. So you have one of two options. Either pursue your legal avenue, or if you want to work with me on something, I'm happy to discuss a plan with you. Okay? Now, most people, what do you think they would have done? They would have freaked out. They would have tried to go beg, borrow, steal the money to get it there by 5 o'clock, right? When the fact of the matter is that was just a threat using time. They would have worked with you, right? What's the difference in them getting paid at 5 o'clock and getting 6 o'clock? What, what do you think the difference is? Nothing. But the difference is control because if I can make you do it by 5 o'clock, I'm market I might get a bonus. So it really has nothing to do with you but it is the goals and things and mindset that they have to control you. So learn how to control time. It will help you be steady. M- people's number one fear is that they're running out of time. They f- they're afraid that if they don't do it now, they're not going to have the time. And the truth of the matter is, I believe God gives us more time than you know. We have plenty of time. Now you got to reallocate it. You might need to get up an hour early in the morning and go to bed an hour later to have that extra time. But I do so much. I do more than what an average person does in a day. But it's because I make the time. I can actually create time by controlling my time and not let people bombard the gates of my mind with, I need you here. I need you there. You got to do this for me. I need this. Uh, my phone's ringing. My text are going off. My emails are going on. My, I got six emails and they're all going on and everybody wants a response now. Okay? Can't live like that. That creates anxiety, it creates fear, you get sick, and then you don't do well with anyone. So to wrap up today, I believe that you have the ability to create steadiness, but it takes work. It's like a marriage, it's like raising a child, it is like building a business, it's like launching an idea, a clothing line, a song, uh, whatever, jewelry, whatever you do, it's going to take some work, and it probably won't succeed overnight and you're probably going to have some failures. But if you find a way to stay steady in that, I'm a firm believer that you can get to the finish line of your goal, your objection, your mission, and your purpose. Thank you for joining us today. I've had fun doing this. I couldn't wait to get here and do this show. Excited, and I hope you got your one thing out of this, that you can go to war and battle and go to the marketplace Go to the education place, go to the business place, wherever you go with the one thing that you get out of the show that it goes and make a difference. Hey, remember to tell a friend to tell a friend. Sharon is caring. Share the show. You can just MP3 it or MP4 it to someone. You can send them a link on the device so they can get it. And remember, we're available 24-7. Hey, come home from the bar late at night. Well, not much bar right now, because you know we don't have it. But you can catch us. You can tune in to the show. And we appreciate it. Thank you again for joining us on Lewis Howard Live. We'll see you again on another edition of the program, helping you become the best version of yourself.